Welcome to the PS Younger Self podcast, where we talk to inspiring entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and creatives on how we can all crush our fears and optimize our lifestyle to live our most fulfilling lives, and always on our own terms. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of PS Younger Self. I'm your host, Chris, and Wow, it's been a minute since I've been with you guys and brought you a solo episode. P.S. Younger Self was on summer hiatus as I felt I really needed time to listen to my body and slow down a bit. And I hope all of you had some time to do that as well. Or perhaps it's already a regular practice of yours to take time to pace things out a bit, focusing on nourishing your time to disconnect and really feed your own need. And so this episode is actually inspired by something incredibly joyful and inspiring I observed during my time off. And it's actually what I observed in my mother during our travels together this past month. See, I spent two weeks traveling with my parents around Portugal and then taking them to their two bucket list countries, Norway and Switzerland. The trip was absolutely incredible in so many ways, and I will forever cherish the memories I created with them. The trip was so special to me in so many ways, as you can imagine, but I actually had no idea I would observe an important life lesson from observing the way my mother sees the world and lives her life daily. So curious what I'm talking about? See, my mother is a young, 67-year-old, beautiful woman. And what I mean by young is not so much that she looks young for her age or that she's in exceptional health. I'm actually incredibly grateful every day that she is relatively healthy despite some conditions she struggles with. But what I mean by young here is that I observed her letting her inner child come out to play all throughout our travels. I mean, at one point, the theme of my IG stories during our two weeks of travel was documenting Mama O's cuteness because I couldn't get enough of the little joys, laughter, and playfulness she brought into almost everything that we did. So let me give you some examples. Number one, during a round of golf, I caught my like nearly five feet tall mom on the green, shaking her butt and doing a little victory dance after she hit a very nice swing on hole number six. It was the cutest thing to watch. And she was dancing like literally as if no one was watching. Oh, but lucky me, I got it on camera. Then there was a moment in St. Moritz, Switzerland, where my parents and I went up 2,400 meters above sea level to one of the most breathtaking vistas I have ever seen. And at this gorgeous Swiss Alps peak, there was a pretty large children's playground with the coolest playground equipment I've ever seen. I mean, none of these, I didn't play with these types of equipment when I was a child, but Guess who had the most fun on the kids' playground? My parents and I were the only people, not just adults, only people playing on the kids' playground. And my parents, at one point, I saw them on the swings. Well, actually, my mom was on the swings, and my dad was pushing her on the swings. It was this cutest, sweet, tender moment of them together, but both of them nurturing their inner child, even in their 60s. And then, after St. Moritz, we took the most glorious scenic train ride on the iconic Glacier Express to Zermatt, another popular destination in the Swiss Alps. I booked a lodge with a small balcony with an epic view of the Matterhorn. And side note, everyone has to put Zermatt on their bucket list. But to our surprise, there was also the cutest 
black-nosed sheep roaming around below us. And one morning, my mom and I were enjoying our coffee and the view, of course. Then out of nowhere, my mom starts to make bad sheep noise noise back at the black-nosed sheep. And, and like, like I'm already giggling as I'm telling you the story, but I couldn't stop smiling and laughing with joy seeing her playfulness like a child. It was so refreshing to watch and reminded me to never let go of my inner child because I simply don't think I was nurturing her as much as I could and should. And so that's what inspired me to share this episode with you guys about tapping into our inner child more, nurturing him or her to play more often and not take life too seriously at whatever age we're at. And I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge letting our inner child play wouldn't come so easily unless we did the work to acknowledge and hear our own inner childhood wounds, which all of us have to some degree where our needs were not met. In analytical psychology, our inner child is like a childlike aspect that each of us have as an unconscious part of who we are. It's a psychological reality of all of us. And thankfully, so much incredible work, resources, and experts exist today to help us identify, understand, and heal our childhood wounds. And I know I wouldn't be able to share this episode about nurturing and allowing our inner child to play more as adults if I haven't done the work to identify my own wounded child and heal from them. And from my perspective, healing is an ongoing process in which sometimes my inner child still gets triggered, which I believe happens to all of us, but the work has allowed me to quickly identify it and hold a safe space for me to feel into it, allowing myself to feel the emotions of my younger self and no longer harbor shame or guilt. And with everyday stress and responsibilities that come with life as an adult, are you like me trying to stay organized and reach your different goals and accomplish another thing on your plate or list? I know I have actually never felt happier in my life right now and truly feel like I've designed my dream life into reality. But after observing my mother, letting her inner child come out to play and infectiously charm everyone around her, even my friends who briefly met her, made me realize that this playful attitude also creates a natural, lighthearted energy that is, as I mentioned, just utterly infectious. So the geeky side of me got to researching a little bit about what happens to a physiology if us adults play a little more. And I'm not speaking of being, you know, competitive in a round of sport or something of the ilk, but really play like with no expectations, competitiveness, but just explore childlike curiosity. According to some research I stumbled upon um, in a book by Dr. Sam Wing and Dr. Sandra Amolt called Welcome to Your Child's Brain, How the Mind Grows from Conception to College. They say the great number of species, actually from squid to lizards, all engage in play. I mean, all of us have seen dogs and cats play just like, you know, so, so wonderfully. And it just to watch it is actually just really, really joyful, right? And you might have heard already that incorporating play can actually have many benefits for adults, such as reducing cortisol and releasing feel-good chemicals endorphins. Moreover, I found it fascinating that our ability to enjoy an activity is a survival trait. Science says that we are wired to like activities that help ensure our survival. Okay, wait a minute. That makes sense because our bodies are wired with a sympathetic dominance. 
So listen to this. Research also says, for example, we may think we seek sex because it's fun, but in reality, sex is essential. Yes, that makes sense. That's also understandable. But it says sex is fun because seeking it is adaptive. People who don't like sex have a harder time finding mates and having kids. Okay, yes. In general, enjoying an activity is a hardwired response that causes the brain to seek out the activity. And if these essential behaviors weren't enjoyable, we might forget to do them. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the research also argues that play must have an adaptive purpose, providing some survival advantage. Huh, fascinating. The brain generates chemical signals that encode a key component of fun, and that is the reward mechanism, the quality that makes us come back for more. But play also activates other brain signaling systems too and helps us increase our problem-solving, create and productivity. And there are more and more case studies of companies incorporating play activities in the workplace to help with everything from group cohesion to creative brainstorming. So in the spirit of letting my inner child out to play more, inspired by my amazing mother and validated by science, here are three ways I'm planning to incorporate more play into my life. And I would like to share them with you to hopefully inspire you and and also share your ways if you already incorporate your ways of letting your inner child play more. So one, I am going to try not to hold myself back and being silly. I feel pretty confident and self-assured of who I am today and have gotten so sure of myself that I don't really hold myself back in sharing my opinion. Pretty direct and I like that about me. But when I reflect a bit, I think there's certainly room for my silly inner Chris O shine through either when I'm with my friends, family, or meeting someone new, like how I saw my mother naturally do among complete strangers. And then two, I am going to try to approach my yoga practice with a playful attitude rather than with my ego trying to get better every time. Actually, I credit the instructor who shared this perspective with us in class yesterday. She was a sub for the regular weekend class that I take, so I was unfamiliar with her style, but I absolutely loved what she said when she was guiding us through a new pose. She said, don't lead with your ego to try to nail or perfect the pose, but lead with your curiosity to play. I absolutely loved that perspective and realized I had never approached any new practice like this just to have fun. My attitude was always about perfection or acquiring a new skill to optimize a certain area of my life. While I love my yoga practice for many different reasons, I believe her comment made me really realize that I I don't approach it that way and I'm definitely going to do so from now on. And for, for you guys, if you don't practice yoga, it could be any other sport or activity that you engage in uh, or trying out, maybe rather than trying to approach it as, you know, getting perfect at it, getting really good at it, maybe approach it with just an attitude of, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to see how I like it and get curious about it. And finally, I think I'm going to invite my partner and friends for play dates where we explore more of our playfulness together. So I have to explore and experiment with different ideas, but that's the fun of it, right? So exploring new ways to make dates and meetings a play date. I'm actually kind of excited about it. 
So what do you think? Do you actively let your inner child play? If so, I would love to hear what you guys do and what benefits it's added in your life. Feel free to share it with me. You can always DM me or email me, and I'd love to hear them. So P.S. Younger Self, let your inner child come out to play more and experience a joy it adds to your life. And thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of P.S. Younger Self. It really means a lot to me that you're spending your time with me. So if you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just about anywhere you listen to your podcast. Leave me a review. Tell me what you think. It really helps me get more valuable content to you guys. So until next time, take care and remember to always live your life on your own terms.